0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Salt Lake Business Podcast. Today, my guest is Michelle Masivic, who is a business and sales coach with Out of the Box Consulting. On this episode, we talk about how she started her consulting business, the four personality types and colors, and how to identify them, some sales tactics, and we dive into the differences between men and women in sales. So sit back and let's get into the show. All right, welcome everybody to the Salt Lake Business Podcast. I'm here with Michelle Vasivic with Out of the Boss Consulting.
1: Hi guys. She
0: is a business coach, sales coach. She was my personal sales coach for over a year um, and an entrepreneur. So without further ado, Michelle, give the, uh, the people a little uh, two to three minute origin story of how you came to be and where you are today.
1: Hi, my name's Michelle. Um, I've been in Utah for 11 years, but I'm born and raised in Orange County, California. And early on um, into my career, you know, I got my degrees, I did everything that you're supposed to do. And I just realized that I loved to work and talk to people. So my degrees in psychology and social behavior, thought I was gonna be a therapist, realized that I didn't like to be in an office, um, found outside sales, professional outside sales, um, because of a friend. So she had said, you can make six figures and you can work however many hours you want, as long as you're good. I'm like, that sounds like the best job ever. So I my very first sales job was at Cisco food service Because they're like what would you want to sell and I'm like well, I love to eat I didn't really realize what it entailed and then I just did what they told me to do right before that scratch that before I did a collections job and so I was on the phones Collecting money, so I've always done positions where I have to bring in money I have to go find people that are going to pay us for our products and services for the past 23 years So that kind of evolved into, I came out here with a corporate America position to Salt Lake City, Utah from California. And as I'm setting up payroll for people, I'm realizing that there's a lot more they need. They didn't have a marketing plan. They didn't have a sales plan. They're barely making money and they're just stressed. And especially, there's a lot of entrepreneurs here and I don't feel like there's a training plan, there's an execution plan. So because I've been able to be, you know, good in those areas. I thought, why don't I create a program here? So it's much more than coaching. Coaching's kind of like, you know, you're, yeah, you can do it. I know it. And you're kind of there for people. But I, I felt like there was a big disconnect with that because people would learn the information and go back to their office and they continued doing the same things they were doing last year and the year before.
0: Mm-hmm. And they'd
1: go to another motivational seminar, get all excited, and then there was a block, they'd come back and do the same things.
0: So how long were you working at your sales job here in Utah before you were like, okay, I'm gonna go out on my own?
1: Oh, I was there for about a year. So a year I was here to turn around a down sales force. And I had, I got pregnant. <laughs> Actually, before I got pregnant, I went on The Apprentice with Donald Trump, and I actually made it. And Were you on TV? No, because I was pregnant. <laughs> oh. So therefore, I never took that route. Discrimination. But that just explains my personality. though. like, oh, you're going to give me a quick business idea, and I have to execute it quick. I love that stuff, right? Yeah. So that just gives you a background of how, how I've always loved that stuff. And then I came out here with sales. I got pregnant, and I realized when I first had my first baby, there's no way I'm going to go somewhere eight to five on someone else's watch. They're going to be like, you're here at eight, you're here at five. Because I really wanted the autonomy and the lifestyle to do what I wanted. So, mm-hmm. so a year. I was here a year working corporate America. And then I created and I started out of the box consulting.
0: Okay. So you're, what year was that?
1: That was in 2009.
0: So in 2009, you're on mm-hmm. your own. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have business like almost immediately? Or was there this like one, two year gap where you're like stressing, struggling out, trying to get your feet on the ground?
1: That's a great question. And I would never do something like that. So I had it all planned out. I had every single session you're going to do with me every single week for the whole three months planned out. I had my price proposals. I, would, I started looking into other consulting coaching programs, seeing what they charge. I was very surprised that people are getting 30 grand for programs where they're just on a telephone call with other people. I think that's crazy. Um, I also along the way saw my mom lose $100,000 going to seminars. It's not that seminars are bad and motivational like, you know, it's not like any of them are bad. It's just I know 98, some really high percentage, they come back and do the same thing. So there's blocks there. So I I took and I created an opportunity based on a need. So I didn't just want to do out of the box and make all this money. In fact, I was taking a big pay cut going into business on my own. But I figured what do people pay for a sales director? A director of training you know a marketing person entrepreneurs need that but they can't afford that mm-hmm. so they're trying to wear all the hats and so i'm like what would be a good price point for this and i started looking into it and people are about to hire someone just to answer phones for what a few grand a month three grand a month mm-hmm. so then my first price point was three thousand dollars for my monthly program and i'd go there three hours a week and i had an exact road map on month one you're learning month two we're executing together month three, your closing ratios are increasing. So this whole entire plan came about um, and it was because I saw a need in the marketplace because nobody is doing what I'm doing. So I'm hands-on, I'm with you, I'm in the field with you and until you're actually closing some deals, I won't leave your side.
0: Yeah, and that's what I really like about working with you is there's other sales coaches that you'll do like uh, like 30 minutes or one hour a week on the phone, hey, how'd it go, tell me what's going on, coaching, which is good and it's useful, mm-hmm. it has its place, but um, like for me going on appointments, like my biggest thing was like in person, like when I'm closing over the phone, I can, I'm pretty good on that. But when it comes to in person, um, that's where I struggle and that's where you help me the most. So you'd actually like come to the appointments with me. Uh, you would always elbow me when I'm, when I'm effing up or when my face would drop. Cause I would get like super emotional and get super turned off when they would tell me no. Uh, so
1: he's really good at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest thing I learned is just like, keep your emotions in check. So how do, you get, how do you teach people to, to do that, to, that not, to not let the sale overwhelm them and, and keep their emotions in check?
1: That is such a great question because it's so hard to do. There's so many personality types. So when I was going on stage at different companies and you had to give a speech, how did you do so well? How did you hit all these numbers? And I'm like, how, what, what do I say? I, I didn't really do anything special. I just hustled with the numbers, meaning that if you have, if you put enough opportunities in front of you, even if you're stumbling upon them, you'll eventually be successful. Mm -hmm. But there was more to that because I didn't like to work hard, I like to work smart because I wanted to be at the beach in California at 2 p.m. on Fridays playing beach volleyball. (laughs) I'm all motivated by fun. Those of you that know me, if you follow me, you'll see I'm always on vacation because money's not my number one and fun and freedom is. So therefore, I'm like, I need to find a way to get this money in the door quickly and effectively. And the only way is to increase your closing ratios. I realized that for me, it was easy, but how am I going to teach that to others? That's a very good question because it was very, it sat on my mind for a lot of weeks and personality science doing all the personality testing in college I loved that stuff I loved men are from Mars women are from Venus because it showed you the differences between men and women I loved books on how men think how women think how entrepreneurs think you know like I read sales books and I I was just fascinated by the differences between people and I'm very fascinated how when you work alone you're not as productive don't you agree like Mm -hmm. it's very lonely being an entrepreneur yeah wearing all your hats you're all alone you're like what should I do now so all of that combined, I did it in order of importance. So my 12, pro, my 12 actual um, consulting sessions for the three months are in order of the very first is, let's figure you out. Let's figure out how Daryl thinks. Because if Daryl is uncomfortable around people naturally, it's, <laughs> he's not anymore, he's great, he's, just, he's awesome. Look at him, he's doing these podcasts. I'm like, Daryl, Daryl's evolved before you would be like, I am not gonna pick up that phone and call anyone. Yeah. But the point is, like, you have to meet people where they're at. And that's where I think a lot of people miss the bus. And that's why I don't necessarily agree with, there's a lot of free content out there, but you've got to figure out where you're struggling. Um, picking up the phone, the reason people don't like picking up the phone and kind of like pitching their services to people, is because they don't know how to ask the questions, walk them through a good call, and it's kind of uncomfortable, right? It's like, what am I gonna say? What if they say no? What do I say to that? So when I, person, when I got into the personality science, I was able to explain that there's four main types of people. And women and men are different. And if you get that type of person on the phone, how would you want to be talked to based on your personality? So we soon realized that Daryl and I are complete opposites, right?
0: That's why we worked out well. Yeah,
1: complete opposites. But then I was able to be like, oh, I need to teach Daryl to be more like Michelle. So it was kind of easy with us two. Uh-huh. So,
0: awesome. So what are those four personality traits?
1: So there's the dominant driver, the reds, you all know them, they're the movers and shakers, they're the ones that are like, take out your pen and take the notes and they don't feel bad saying that to you in the middle of an audience. Um, And then you have the blue personality. I'm using the color codes, by the way. You can go into the ENFJ, Myers-Briggs, there's all these personalities, but essentially it's four main dominant driver you don't need to tell them what to do because they're already on it they want to be number one they want to be better than their friends they want to be out there online showing that they're but they won't be caught dead until they're great right Mm -hmm. so if they have like a a crappy car that's like putting down the highway they're going to park way in the back you'll never know what car they have when they get their ferrari they'll park in the front they'll come out their rolex and their nice suit they just have that i want to be on top of the world attitude naturally then you have the blues which is obviously my personality. But blues are bubbly and fun and trendy and they love to to meet new people. They smile a lot. You'll never see me frowning very often. But smiling, trendy, they're the ones with like the matching bows and the matching bags. And you see, if you go to their Facebook, they're on vacations, they like to do cruises. They like to dance to music. They're Mm -hmm. just the fun ones, right? That's the blues. Then you have the yellows, the sensitive yellows are so sweet. I mean, they could just, you, just, you can offend a yellow just by saying, um, no, thank you, directly. And they're like, oh, they said no to me, I'm never doing sales again, this is awful, I'm horrible at communication. And they're the ones that buy your excuses. Like, if your dog ate your homework, you had the yellow teacher, she goes, oh, no, let's get your little dog's tummy checked. Whereas if you have the red teacher, she's like, sit down, stop telling you those lies and get back to work. So that's your yellow. You're sensitive, touchy-feely. The way you can tell a yellow is they love to volunteer their time. They love to make a difference. They love to. They love animals. They love to do yoga, meditation, and they talk very softly. And they wear all like all cotton. And that's just more the yellow personality.
0: And the last one's green, right? And the last
1: one's Daryl. No, just kidding. The last one's green, and greens are awesome. Like I love greens because I have such a low green that I need a green in my life to help me out. But greens are going to be on top of their paperwork, their spreadsheets, They're going, they think in order. Like if you go to their desk, everything's in the same order that they left it. Um, they like predictability. So if they say, I'm going to hire you to work at 8 a.m., you better be there at 8 a.m., 8.02 is late. Running it at eight is even late because they were there five minutes early and it kind of bothers them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Greens are going to scour your website. Greens aren't going to just say, hey, I'm a good coach, you want to hire me? They'll be like, hmm, why is this go bubbly? I don't really trust what she's up to. So they're gonna look into your website. They're gonna analyze your data. They're gonna look at your testimonials. They're gonna try to get a feel for it, is this person legit or not before they do business with you.
0: They're like the engineer, the accountant, right? Absolutely.
1: The bookkeepers, accountants, engineers are usually attracted to those types of careers because it's natural for them to mm-hmm. think that way.
0: If you can give a couple, like one or two bullet points on how to deal with sales and deliver information to each of the four categories, how would you be starting with red?
1: perfect with red you just want to tell them what to do directly and you want to tell them that this is always going to be so that they can win and they can shine with a red they're in control they're shining they're the cat's meow so you don't Keep want to try to overpower that
0: short and sweet right
1: short and sweet and kind of tell them what to do but do it in a way where they're going to respect you so you've got to work on that
0: okay what about blues
1: blues you just have to tell them this is going to be fun it's going to be quick here's the, basically the bullet points of doing business with me Blues are not very good with money, so they're like, oh, I like this guy. I'm not going to go and do research and find someone for $5 less. Usually, I wouldn't. If I'm walking down Nordstrom's, I see some shoes. I didn't have $100 for them just because they look good. And someone says, they're the last pair, I buy them. So just think, blues just like to be with the cool things, the it things. So if you capture my attention, you're a fun person, and I trust you, it doesn't even matter what you say. If I need to advertise, I'm like, okay, what's your advertising package? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Right? Yeah. So don't look that into it. What about yellows? And then yellows are just, if you just walk in and you're a little direct with yellows, they're just like, I don't know. I didn't really like jive with that personality. And they might look and wait to meet with someone else. But if you're able to Work with a yellow and tell them about how the products make a difference and you tell them how you want to change the world or how your products change the world or what your customers are saying. Testimonials work great for yellows because they want to know other people had great experiences. And so, and again, with a blue you bond, with a yellow you bond. If you bond with a yellow, you touch their heartstrings, they're more than likely to do business one call close day one as well.
0: And then what about your green analytical engineer type?
1: Okay, with the greens, you definitely don't want to push the greens to do business with you right then and there. They're not, they're the only color that they want to check things out. So when they're like, let me check, let me check some things out. And you're like, let's get started today. You completely turn them off. Let me say that again, (laughs) And I see everyone do this. They go in and they're just all bubbly and talking about how all their products are amazing. And they go straight to trying to close the green over and over. And the green sits there quietly, will never say anything. But he's already or she out the door they don't really like your style because you're being pushy you asked something twice and they just told you i want to check it out you respect that great check it out and i know you wanted to end in one hour and it's almost an hour i'm going to make sure i get let you get back to your work that's how you work with a green
0: nice and then how would you say the best way for somebody to kind of add this into their repertoire? Like how would they how would they be able to learn this and then be able to deal with sales and that? What's like the best strategy for someone to do?
1: That's a good question. Very first one, it's come to one of my personality workshops to understand your color. Because I go into how to pitch and talk to others, and I have a sheet to help you out. But you can go online and get information on personality types.
0: Yeah, there's color tests. There's Tony Robbins' disc assessment. Yeah, there's so
1: many tests. But it's more the training on how to notice if you're dealing with this person, that person. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, the blues and yellows are very friendly. They're the ones with the hot, warm markets. You'll see them at networking groups smiling. They're the ones that walk right up to you. Hey, we should get together. So with them, you just mirror who they are. If they're acting like that, you act like that. You don't act all serious. go, I have to look at my calendar, I'll call you back and you don't call them. That turns them off. So with them, friends, bubbly works. With the reds, it's a little harder. You gotta show them that your company is with the winners and all the like amazing people are doing it. You know, it's kind of like a different approach. But the biggest thing I want you to take away is don't be phony, okay? Like, don't go up to people and change. Like, Daryl will never be like me and I'll never be like Daryl. And I don't like telling people, like, oh, you're going to work with me and you're going to become different. Just you're aware, right? So you're aware. Instead of being angry at the way that that guy or gal went about something, now you're like, oh, I understand them, right? And the reason you understand them is because you took one of these seminars or you figured out what the main personalities are like So everybody's different. Some people pick it up right away. I mean, I know Matt Atkinson's a good example. He loved it. He's like, this is great. I've never even heard of this before. So for him, it resonated and it helped him immediately with his worker, you know, the different positions at his office to actually approach them different. So it wasn't even about him learning about himself. He's like, oh, I'm going to approach this yellow soft just so they don't get offended. So some people love it because they're like, I've read and done personalities, but that was really fun. And so in my opinion the very first step to becoming more successful and working smarter not harder is learning people and very closely followed by communication and how to communicate to each different person
0: awesome speaking about working with people how many since you've been doing this what 2007 8 yeah how many clients that you did you were a sales coach for since that time
1: Oh, with my I'll take your nose program included, or just my three and six month program?
0: Um, people that you work with, uh, like pretty pretty directly with, um, how many people I've would you say? I've had
1: thirty one people I've worked with. Um, they're supposed to be three months long. Some of them end up being a year. <laughs> Daryl, me. How long were we together? A year and a half. A year, yeah, a year, you know, yeah. So we were together a year. So it's meant for three months, six months. I think six months we actually will attain the goals. Three months you're learning. But um, some people keep me on because, hey, it's kind of like if you needed a sales rep, that's one of the biggest challenges for me is to duplicate myself. Someone who thinks like me, who can go out there and not only make the calls, which is the numbers, but close at a higher closing ratio and have the, I call it in Spanish, gusto, like the passion. Yeah. And the, you know, you can't create that. So the only hard part about my position working with CEOs is finding that magical person mm-hmm. that interviews, the interview makes it has nothing to do with what they're going to actually do, right? So they interview well, but like, are they going to have what it takes to do what we say? Because the stuff I'm going to suggest is hustling stuff. It's like, make the calls, show up at the houses, increase your closing ratio.
0: Yeah, so so out of those 31 people that you've trained, what are, like some, what are the biggest mistakes that you see right out of the gate that people are just not good at sales because of, of these three or five things?
1: Okay, so one thing is that the owner tries to step out and have me train other people. Big no-no, because i am not a little bit of money to have me involved and i take this very seriously so i like to work with business owners because they care most about their business so um, number one is my goal is to help business owners create what i'm trying to create with them with new people going forward that way the program can last three and six months and i can move on to another company that needs me now we get into some situations where because a part of my program is i'll go out and find hire and train a new person but if i find If I can't find a good person that kind of is closing on a regular basis, I end up stepping in and doing the closing. So I end up staying longer with people when really um, I wanted to pass the baton. So really want to help people be better at noticing, doing training, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to train these new people because they will leave you. I know it sounds shocking, but you're going to find that person you love and you're going to fall in love with them in six months and start seeing things that they're doing. And you're going to have to let them go because ultimately scaling and the money in your pocket and you not sinking is the most important. So, um, that's, that's what ideally I wanted to get these people and they're going to be like me in three, six months, but sometimes it's not happening. So Mm -hmm. I, so I stick around. Um, So
0: out of the gate, like, so you're training me on how to be better at, at not so much talking on the phone, but more so in appointments and bonding with people that making that connection, what would you say out of like the 30 people that you dealt with? What are, what were some pitfalls that. Like common pitfalls people had when they did over the phone sales, or when they did in person, and then how are they able to overcome that?
1: Hmm. The biggest pitfall is activity, activity, activity. When I'm not there, so when I'm there, when someone's there, it's always easier, right? So we're gonna go here, and if you drop the ball, pick up, and it's just having that person. I swear it means everything. If I had a me, my first year or two in sales, I would have been a lot more comfortable. Yeah,
0: it's like an accountability partner, (laughs) right?
1: Because it's like it's like oh, if I messed up, she's here, and we'll just do it together. So. Part of my program, which is so important to me, and every single person that meets me tries to get me away from it and do podcasts and get on calls, is the one-on-one. It's being there, especially the first three months. I really want you to notice how you're coming across. And for Daryl and for the average person, they're talking just like a green redwood. would. Daryl is talking like Daryl would. And when he sees a crying little woman about something, he doesn't know how to bond with her because <laughs> It's not natural for him, right? Yeah. So, but that's how all people are. So they're like, uh, and so they're kind of burning through numbers. So they're working way harder without being able to analyze. That's how we increase closing ratios. Why? Right? It's communication, and it's that understanding that people are different from you. Mm-hmm. So if she's sensitive, and you said something like, "Are we? What's stopping you?" And you have this little thing going on, that totally put her off. Mm-hmm. But like in your book, you're like, why would that put her off? I'm just being Daryl. So yeah. it's just, it's a tricky process. Some people get it right away, some people it takes a while, but look at you. Yeah. You, you got it. Coming on up. Took a year,
0: a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Still learning. You're
1: like, Daryl's in sales. And it's another important <laughs> key point is that not everybody's meant for sales. I'm sorry, no matter how much I sit with them, no matter how much I'm like, this is easy, let's just go and get this done. They don't have the personality type to sit there. Not only to hustle, they don't have the why. They don't want the money that mm-hmm. much. It's that problem. And also, they, they're they just not comfortable. Yeah, Michelle, I heard what you said. And yeah, you said to go to five more doors, but I'm just dying that I'm at this one door and I can't wait to go home. I just can't do it. So that's why we train someone else. But we've got it. That's why the assessments are so important because you might have the wrong person in the wrong position. And that's why... They're failing. There's two reasons why people are failing wrong people in wrong positions. One person doing too much Entrepreneurs doing it all. They're not good at everything. They're good at their task at their, what their, what is it? Their craft, you Mm -hmm. know, they're good at their craft, but it's not like they're good at marketing and Facebook and knocking on doors and telemarketing. They don't know how to do that stuff. So I kind of like to test people to see what they like to do and then I create the activity into their calendar on what they like to do. So if they're like, I don't like doing calls, but I'll do more in-person visits, then we load that up. If they're like, I don't, for me, I like calls because then you, you can get through, you can do a pre-call close. And then when you go see people, it's like a 70% closing ratio versus a 10. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend gas and time running around if they're not going to buy from me. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, and that's one thing that I question. use. Is yeah, and that was one thing that I I used when I, when hiring people for like my cold callers, uh, for the personalities we do we do yellow blues because uh, the blues are yellow blue. yeah because the <laughs> the blues are talkative they're outgoing so you need that on the phone so it comes natural to them and then you need the yellows because they actually care about the other person so Caring. when they so when they hear Soul somebody part. on the other phone yeah. they can make that connection Um, and also those two personality traits seem to be um, have like a very consistent personality as well. So they're not like, if you add red into the mix, reds are usually like me, like I'll get shiny object syndrome. So I'm like super hot on one thing for a month. And then the next month I'm like, for you turning it, but also going hundred miles an hour. So, uh, what I found if you have a red, they're a little bit too, I don't know, ambitious and they get shiny object syndrome. So they're not going to do it for a consistent amount of time.
1: Yeah. And you know, granted, I mean, calling people all day is daunting for Anybody. That's why the skill set's so important. So if you know how to call someone and you're not feeling uncomfortable, right? This is what I focus on. Now you're able to call people on a regular basis, which gives you more natural sales, and you're not feeling like, oh, I have to go call like 20 people right now. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's why getting comfortable with that is a must.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, shifting gears, talking about your business yourself. Um, so when you started in year one, year two, was everything like? Perfectly executed the plan, not stressing out about money? Or when did you have, were were you in like tough times out of the gate? And then you, after a few years, you finally started to have this as like recurring revenue and you felt comfortable about your next paychecks.
1: Well, I'm a little bit interesting and different, and I don't want to like toot on my horn about this, but I never really had an insecurity with sales, right? Mm -hmm. So like people would say, go throw up, you have to do 14 deals. I'm paying you 89,000 a year in a car. You have to do 14 deals. I just went and did 14 deals. I didn't, I never had a hard time because I talked to people anyway. And so for me asking, what are you doing for your marketing? I don't have marketing. Oh, let me show you something. It's not, to me, that's not selling. I know a lot of you go, Michelle's always telling me, I'm not selling, I'm just being myself. <laughs> so it's a perfect position for me. Right. Like if I, someone did my hair good, I'm like, oh my gosh, girls, you need to go to this girl. I'm not like getting money. She's not doing my hair for free. Yeah. I naturally refer, I get excited for people. I'm very passionate. You know my personality. I get excited. And it's money is like just comes with the territory, but I'm not like, if I don't get paid this much, I'm gonna get mad. It's just I don't come from that energy first personality, right? So because of that, I was able to hit high levels in corporate America sales. And I never really struggled mm-hmm. in that sense. I found a way to work smarter, not harder. I did the whole networking thing. I know a lot of you guys know that connect Utah BNI's, all of those networking circles. I started going to those and created relationships, creating these strong bonds. And so with those strong bonds, I never really had to do a lot of sales calls because I would, what did I do first though? I gave to others, I gave people 14 referrals. Oh my goodness, they don't have workers' comp insurance. Call them up, do that, I'm being so nice to others. And they're like, we need to give this girl back some stuff. I'm like, great, give me some payroll deals. And I would just get my 14, 20, 25 payrolls per month because of my strong relationships. It's almost like they were my sales forces. Mm -hmm. So I came from training from amazing companies. So when you're a Fortune 500 companies and you go through their training, it's two or three weeks, it's lots of sales skills, it's lots, lots of calling, it's lots of telemarketing and like your script building. So I came from that background of utilizing all that and learning it and knowing it to Utah where all these people are trying to start their own businesses and they don't have skills in any of it, right? Right. So then when I created Out of the Box, I'm like, oh my goodness, these people need what I have in here in my head into a program. And what's the very first thing? Well, they need to figure out th- themselves. They need to take down the subconscious block so that they can be confident, right? So without confidence, I can't teach you how to do better in sales. So step one, it's almost like you're kind of, I don't like to say I'm like, Using my therapy skills on you, but really, I want to know what's been stopping you. You know, do you have a bad relationship? Is is that what's holding you back? Are you scared of making money? Are you fearful? Do you not have a strong enough why? Do you not really? Are you comfortable just making forty thousand a year? Because some people are comfortable making forty thousand a year. So why are we saying you should hustle? Mm-hmm. They don't want to hustle, All right? <laughs> right. So I need to match what they're thinking and where they're strong. I leave them alone. And then where they're weak, I want to come and be with them along the way so that they can learn. The biggest problem with all of these programs is that they're teaching you, but it doesn't mean that they're going to the office and doing it the next day, right? I love that when people say, what are your three takeaways? But I'd I'd add to that, add an action plan to your takeaway. I love that this guy did this. What is Daryl, for example, going to do tomorrow in an action plan written out? based on what you just learned that you thought was great, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And then actually do it. So like if you did things like that every single time you learned something, you could turn on any podcast, you could read any book, you'd never have to spend a dollar if you're a take action person. But guess what? People aren't.
0: People aren't. They have you gotta, walls. You gotta put in the work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? They're like, I think i am not money'll come
0: to them, right? Yeah. It's all about putting in yeah. the work.
1: And then and then the the teachings are like they don't really get into the nuts and bolts of business. What do you do day one? Like if he has this shirt, let's just say he's selling these shirts with polka dots and he has purple polka dots, pink, green, yellow. How does he know that there's a need in the marketplace for the shirts? This is just an example. First, you have to do market research, right? Is Mm -hmm. there a need for the shirts? What's a price point people are willing to pay for that shirt, right? So there's a little research to it. So by the time I launched out of the box, now I'm going to tell you the good news and you're not going to... I mean, I just, I had $3,000 programs and I was speaking a few times at some networking groups. People already knew how I thought here. It was like a whole year of me being here. And so I just said, I have my own program. It's hands-on. It's like me being your salesperson Mm -hmm. um, who wants to hire me. And I literally got three people that first month. So I was at $9,000 in revenue. And then I had 15% market shares back then, I think on anything I brought in. So immediately I was making $9,000 a month. And I was working nine hours a week.
0: You're crushing it. <laughs> I guess, <yeah.
1: laughs> but I, I set it up that way. Yeah. But I had to give a lot of value, guys. I had to go. I had to go, had to go in the field. I I had to go. It wasn't just right. telling them. I was doing it. So.
0: And then life as an entrepreneur is, like, can get super lonely, as you know. Oh, but like every time I see you, though, you're always like happy and upbeat and positive. So how do you a be in sales, uh, b be your own boss as an entrepreneur, which is also another stress. So how to, and you got a bunch of kids running around. So how do you manage, how do you manage life, your business, and uh, the stress of sales without being stressed out and down in the dumps all the time?
1: I know, that's a hard question. Sometimes I get, you know what, I miss community sometimes. Like, my kids don't have cousins that are inviting us anywhere. So it's mostly I miss that for my kids' sake, you uh-huh. know, because I grew up around a bunch of people. But that is a great question. That's why I create mastermind groups. I have these little secret circles I don't tell anyone about that I go out with people that I know, like, and trust that have similar industries or similar mindsets, usually they're people that already think successfully. They're not people that are gonna sit and complain. We've done the work. You know, people that have done the work are different to hang out with than people that have not done the work, sure. right? Mm-hmm. People that have not done the work, are gonna be sitting there complaining and then I wouldn't make time for that circle. But the people that have done the work, we get together and you, you have no idea. It's like, oh, I see a problem in your business. Why don't you do this? And boom, they're fixing that. None of us are paying anything, but we're around millionaire minds hanging out. So I go to these business people just for my social group because I it is lonely. I am not the type of person that likes to be alone. I loved working at a company where we had other sales reps, we had like programs and lunch breaks with friends and networking, like I miss that. You know, and I moved from California to Utah and I didn't know anyone. I had to create every single relationship here.
0: So networking with other entrepreneurs? Absolutely. It, like for you, one. go
1: out there and network, go out there. And if you get like in a group and you feel like, eh, I'm not really excited if you feel I'm not excited as you're driving to groups time to switch up the group There's so many groups out there. There's all those um, meetup groups Mm -hmm. There's like B&I groups like it doesn't matter the group But if you click with a group hang out with them go by the campfire and they'll have the same situations as you're having like Oh, yeah, it's lonely being here and then you feel like you're part of a company,
0: right? Mm -hmm.
1: That's what I do and because the people that aren't doing what I'm doing. They don't really understand my hustle Does That make sense.
0: Yeah yeah and I'll go with some selfish questions here so the two things that stress me out are like deals falling through like we have a deal we can't you know we're struggling to find a buyer the buyer backs out and then B um, we might lock up a property too high and we have to go back to the seller and renegotiate which is for me I get stressed out because it's like hey we had you know like where's your bond right so you have this agreement with them you know we agree on a price you're saying everything's good and then you got to come back a week or two later saying yeah, I know I said we're good, but it's gonna be like five, ten, maybe fifteen thousand hours less than I told you. How do you how do you go about approaching a situation like that and how do you not be so stressed out?
1: Okay, that's a good question. Putting on my wholesaling hat, because a lot of you don't know this about me, that one of my clients was an investor, Andy McFarland, with seven and eight-figure flipping. So I was gonna coach with Luke I was coaching Luke Watkins, he introduced me to him and I started just being the acquisition scout because I'm like What's like 15% of that deal, right? What's 30% of that? So I saw that there's numbers there. So anyway, I took a detour for three years. I was buying on average like five homes a week for three straight years. So I was out there, I didn't know real estate. I don't have a real estate background, but I realized soon that in the house, it's a different type of sale, right? Because it's it's everything that they have and where they're trying to buy what they have Mm -hmm. and they're usually in bad situations. So communication and having empathy is two huge things you want in acquisitions person. So what Daryl's asking is, he's basically the acquisitions person and the owner and operator of the company right now, right? Yeah. And sometimes the deal falls through. And I'd like to say there's, we've attracted a lot of unprofessional people in the industry as well as, communication's not really up to par. I feel like if we just give the expectation, then people won't be upset. So for example, I always said, even though I didn't think we'd pull out of deals, there's a small possibility we might not, you know, I'm going to send some people to take a look at it, but I wouldn't worry about it. And I'll let you know in plenty of time so that you have a plan B. So it's just communicating people through that the worst case scenario might happen if they bring it up. It's kind of like they go through a contract and say, wait, this says you can back out. And then you bring up something like, well, if the house is going to go burn down in flames in the next two weeks, then I'm not liable to buy it for this price, right? So I just give a little story, but mostly it's like, you guys just treat people how you want to be treated. I've always done business that way. I, I mean, if someone, they haven't said this to me, but they're like, I don't feel like I got my value with your coaching service, I would go back out there as many times until they're happy. And I don't care about money because our integrity and how we communicate and how we treat people, even people that we're making money off of, you can't see them. It's just a transaction. They're a human being with a life. So you have to see what's going to happen to this guy if I just pull out last day Mm -hmm. and it's not okay. So that's one side of it. The other side, you're selling the contract, right? That's just unprofessional people getting into the industry and like dropping the ball or yeah. not answering that
0: one i can deal with more because it's kind of like you know the ropes and yeah. you're dealing with like i was a buyer at one point too so you kind of know the deal uh, so that one doesn't that one just kind of like more irritates you but it's more like letting down the seller because like some of the times they're in like you know stressful situations so you're kind of you know, like they're counting on you to, to come through. So
1: they are counting on you, but if you if you reach out to them, it's the way you say it. Do you right. remember that call we were gonna call together and you're like, This is so uncomfortable? Yeah. And then I was like, over oh, explaining, trying to be really nice and she was fine. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but that happens all the time. It's your approach. It's like, can your tonality sound like you have empathy? And with a green red it's hard. I'm not trying to be like funny, but it's, it's tough. harder. Right, it's not, it's not easy for you to be like, hi, Michelle, is your daughter feeling better? I mean, and granted, you're a man, I'm a woman, so it's gonna be different. But just put yourself in their shoes. And if you needed to get that call, how would you want someone to handle it without you getting as upset? That's mm-hmm. what I always do. What would they do?
0: Right? Yeah. And what then, would they want? Right. And then shifting gears, so you're my first female guest on the business show. Yay! So yes. what is it? So as you were coming up through the ranks in sales and as a business owner, um, did you know, is it like, is it easier being a female business owner in sales because people like you more or did you feel like there was more like animosity towards you? Like people didn't trust you or do they trust you more? What That's was your experience?
1: Question. You mean since I moved to Utah or yeah, just in since, general?
0: And I guess in general, like your whole experience. And then how did you, you know, if you had adversity, how did you overcome that?
1: Well, if you study the genders, right? I don't just get into personalities. There's genders and there's generations, right? Baby boom, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials. We all are different, right? Does that make sense? Is that mm-hmm. fair to say? Like if you do business with an Asian American and a Latin American, it's, you need to adjust your style. So women versus men. Um, if you read sales books, in general, someone who's confident does way better than anyone else, right? Someone who has height, someone who's tall, has good presence, looks at you in the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's part of confidence. Um, and women are trusted more than men. That's just what's written out there. I'm not saying I believe it because I'm all about not judging. I think a man could outsell me if he if he had a little bit more, you know, if mm-hmm. he worked with empathy and he could do the things I did. Andy Carlin a great example. But
0: Yeah, but what was your experience? Did you did you find it like you had an easier time? Yes. Getting-
1: men, like cash home investing, for example. When I was buying all those properties and didn't have real estate knowledge, I don't really know numbers, none of that. I'm being honest with you but because a cute like a smiley woman's at the door and i have great empathy cuz i'm a yellow naturally i'm sitting on their couch touching their knee like loving on them i really feel like that's the reason for my success in that arena because I don't feel like I was pulling out all the stops. I didn't know numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feel just, safe, right? Yeah, yeah, they felt safer. Not it's like, threatening. what's this girl going to do? She's not going to steal my money. I'm like, I don't care if you buy from us or not, but these are what my investors want. I'm just the deliverer. You know, yeah. I played that role very well. And so I do feel like they trusted more because they told me that. They're like, I've had five investors in here and all they do is go straight to the money. And I just wanted them out. So I've heard that. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it did help.
0: Okay. And then woman. as being an entrepreneur, being a sales coach, now you're going after business men. Did mm-hmm. you find that challenging or do you find that also being easy because be you were able to relate with them more?
1: I find it really easy. I feel like men hire me more because women have sometimes a different like block thing going on with other women, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. That's like a whole topic that we can spend an hour on. But I love women, I embrace them, but I'm also very confident in who I am. So women who are not confident in who they are, they shy away from a girl like me. Whereas men are very attracted to a woman like me. And a lot of men, it breaks my heart, you guys, that I feel for men because men don't go and open up to their buddies about their problems. Men don't say I need a therapist. I'm going to go talk this out with someone, right? They don't go, let's go grab some wine and dinner and chat out my pro, you know, like us yeah. women, we go find that men don't. So I am also drawn to helping men because I feel like they need a little bit more empathy, touchy-feely, breaking down some of their barriers are so high and they don't even know it because they just go and they're making money and they're successful, but they have a lot internally that needs to be addressed. And so I feel like the man-woman relationship works well as long as all parties are not insecure and jealous because I get very close with my clients. I'm with them all the time. So there's no room for that. All right. But yeah.
0: Well, it's been an awesome podcast, Michelle. Um, if you want to leave the people with something, some uh, words of wisdom, uh, the floor is yours.
1: Oh, yeah. You guys, um, I, I know what you're dealing with. And if you ever reach out to me, if I... If I have the time, I'll like shoot you a message. We can go sit down. Anything you need. But I want to be here as a resource. I want to be here to help you. Um, there's things that are like a big mountain in your life right now. But to me, I could help you get through that so that it's not so overwhelming. So reach out to me. Um, I sometimes have spots available to work with companies. Sometimes I don't. So just try it out. We have a mastermind. It doesn't cost you anything to join our circle of like-minded people. You can reach out to me about that and um yeah and our next personality science training i'm doing complimentary in sandy so if you want to come just inbox me your information and i will put you on the list my number is 801-696-9123 again 801-696-9123 and you can follow me on instagram because i'm almost at capacity on facebook (laughs) michelle boss babe com (laughs) at Michelle Boss Babe. (laughs)
0: Awesome! I appreciate you doing (laughs) this, and thank
1: you, Daryl. Daryl's amazing. If you guys don't know Daryl and you work in real estate, you need to get to know him.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All right, guys, we hope you enjoy. Uh, Hit her up if you have any questions. Uh, She's more than happy to help you out whenever. So, hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. Later. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, please, 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 it would really help me out a lot if you guys. Uh, Submitted a comment, review, uh, give me some feedback either on my email or in YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. It really helped me tighten up the show and make improvements to provide the most value for you guys and keep making this better. So I thank you in advance and have a great day.